about funny stuff. Serious about food. Serious about anything that I'm in the mood for. Serious. Let's get serious. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Let's get serious. Hello, my name is Kendall Bruns, and you are listening to Let's Get Serious, a podcast where I interview fascinating people doing cool things in Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> Woo! My guest today is Mandy Whiteneck. Who? Mandy Whiteneck. What? Mandy Whiteneck. What kind of name is that, Kendall? I don't know. It's spelled W-H-I-T-E-N-A-C-K, but it's pronounced Mandy White. Neck. 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 White neck. neck. It's, a, it's, it's, it's white, white neck. neck. It's white neck. Yeah. Okay. How are you? I'm really, really good. How are you? I'm also really good. I would even describe myself as really, really, really good. My goodness. My goodness sakes. <laughs> Kendall, what did you do tonight? Well, I went to a, a show at the Second City Main oh. Stage Theater. And? It was great. It was, uh, it was a Monday night. Uh, tour, it was the tour mm. company. I'm confused a little bit I, okay. about the Second City shows because I don't really understand which shows are which and what it means. And so, like the show I saw was Fair and Unbalanced, <laughs> was the name of it. And okay. the descriptions online stuff kind of make it sound like it's a best of type review sort of show. And then they did a little bit of improv here and there. Right. But mostly it was sketches. But then, and it's like, so it's on the main stage, but we're seeing the touring company. And so I don't really understand what that means because I'm here in Chicago and they're here. So is that touring? <laughs> <laughs> like they tour, I guess they tour other nights and then they perform on Monday and Saturday matinee. Right. Exactly. So they have like, they can come home and see their home people in Chicago. Like people homies. like yourself. So you don't have to go to Kansas to go see the Chicago Touring Company. Okay. You could actually see the Chicago Touring Company in Chicago. So, I mean, do you know a lot about all this? Not really. Because they won't hire me. Oh. Yeah. Um, but have you tried? Have you auditioned? Is there an audition process? Or is it just when you take mm-hmm. classes, they kind of like consider you? Well, I've snuck on stage... Um, is that how you get I kinda it? Thought, that how you get I kind of thought that that's how I would go ahead and make my audition. Uh-huh. They didn't like that, so they just banned me from the building. Is that a true story? Mm. Are we live this right now? This is a place now? of are honesty. Are we live? Well, we are live. Can we edit this? I don't do that. Then maybe it's a true story. Okay, it's not, okay. Well, let's okay. back up. A anyway, little bit. it's not a true story. It's not a true story, okay. actually. Uh-huh. Um, no, but they won't hire me. How but, do you know? But they won't hire me. I'm not funny. I'm not very okay, funny. Let's stop. Let's just stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
And thank you for coming. <laughs> oh, thank you, Kendall. How uh, are you? No, no, no. That, I just... <laughs> we're not going to stop. You're not going to get off that easy. Oh. Let's, let's tell the people who is Mandy Whiteneck. Mandy, I'll tell them. I'll tell. Okay. Let's tell them, but I'll start. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. You are a performer. Uh-huh. You perform sketch comedy. Yes. You are in the Cupid Players. I am. You are also in Off Off Broadway. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, both of those sketch groups mm-hmm. involve musical performance. Exactly. Uh, uh, I, that might be all I know about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I also have seen you were, were you in the... In the musical of the living, uh, yes, living I was. dead. I was a drunk. Oh yes, I was oh Helen. yes, I was yes. Helen the drunk. Great. How could I even have questioned that? I, I, it's been a while. It was that was in October. It was a, it was a while ago. It's a while ago. We're doing that again, though. Okay, and the same. You're gonna be the same in same place. Do you have Abs- to audition? Absolutely. No, I don't have to audition. <laughs> the part was written for me in the first place. <laughs> you were fantastic. Well, thank you. Okay, so you act, you sing, mm-hmm. you have a. Uh, very uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have uh, you have quite the amazing stage presence i was oh. trying to figure out how to <laughs> i'm real large no i'm no, real big i'm no, real large on no, stage no that's not you I t- sometimes get out of control you leave an impression <laughs> You're very, and you have great stage presence. No, you have great stage presence is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'll accept that. Um, so that's, that's our point of reference for the people. All right. Okay. That's what I do, everybody. That's what you do. And you have some, in particular, Off Off Broadway has a uh, run of shows coming up soon. Yes. So let's go ahead and, and mention that. So if people... Yes. Just this, this is just to set you up that if you're listening to this and you're like, who is this Mandy? And I want to know more. And I want to see this in action. Like if those are how the feelings that you have when you listen to this, this is how you could see it for real deal live in three dimensions. Four, maybe four. I guess it's four dimensions. There's a lot of us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> off of Broadway, the new show is called Off Off Broadway presents, we changed our panties. Panties. Our panties. How do you spell that? P-A-N-N-I-E-S. Okay. Is that a word? Yes. It is in the uh, slang dictionary. It is slang for the word underwear. Oh. Or panties. Oh. But it's panties. Okay. We changed our panties. I get it. And when and where is the show? We will be at stage 773, which is at 1225 West Belmont, Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's at Belmont and Racine, roughly. Mm-hmm. We will be there starting April 28th, every Thursday, mm. until May 19th at 8 p.m. Are there any really exciting Thursdays that are like it's a three-day weekend or something? Well, <laughs> there are really exciting weekends uh-huh. 
during that time? During about the whole time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough said. It's a lot. There's enough a lot said. going on. And how much does the show cost? We are $14. $14. $14. And if people wanted to buy tickets for this show, how would they do it? All kinds of different ways. They can go to Stage 773 and it will direct them from there. Okay. We well, should. Yeah, we should. So be, those uh, are the details. And then, yes. So now we're going to talk about all that stuff. But, but, um, so. Tickets. Shows. Titties. What? Ticket shows titties. Mm. It's the three T's. Hello. Wait. T-S-T. So describe T-S-T. what Off Off Broadway is. Off Off Broadway is a. Other than we changed, that you changed your panties. That sounds sort of like sexual innuendo kind of stuff. Well, it, well a little bit. It is a little bit. It, we, we graze on the sexual plane. Mm. We are a burlesque-inspired parody sketch comedy group. So we write songs and scenes kind of making fun of um, the whole burlesque trend that's been going on. Making fun of it. Kind of making fun of it. That's what you do in sketch. You're making fun of, you know, different sorts of life. And this is the life that we have uh, decided to... Um, embellish, I guess you would say. Okay, and so uh, th- through song, through song, and through scenes, and through scenes. And would you describe a little bit what sort of the outfits that? What do you wear? We wear hose and fishnets. We wear pretty panties, and then we wear our corsets and a dress over the corsets. Uh huh. But are- we don't show anything more than. The corsets, underwear, pretty panties, rather, uh, and the, the cute hose and shoes. We keep and, our shoes on. And the top. Our, yeah, our, yeah, our corset is our top. And the top of. And then, well, we don't, we, well, we don't show all of it. We only show <laughs> the tops of our boobs. Okay, but you don't, you're not strippers. No, we're way too fat to be strippers. That's what, that's one of your, like, slogans. Well, it's the truth, is what it is. Well, we express I mean, truth. That's I mean, it's like one of those things you guys say, but is it? It's really just sort of. It's well, like fishing for compliments, really. Kind of. Well, you know, we want to prepare people for Cassie O. She's a piano player. Mm-hmm. There's a reason she's got to sit down the whole show because she's real fat. Okay. Now that she's you, real you're fat. talking about Cassie O, which uh-huh. is Mary Spray. It's Mary Spray. It's Cassie O. And she's not fat. She's real big. She's not at all. She's a fat ass. But you make Kendall. a joke that she's fat. It's not a joke, Kendall. We prepare the audience for horror. Is what we do <laughs> for horror. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's a jokey. That's what we do. It's a jokey musical. <laughs> it's a jokey beast of a of a of a show. Okay, is what it is. And so Cassio plays uh, a piano, a keyboard, whatever it is. Yes, depending on the situation. Absolutely. She also plays guitar. Oh yes, yes. And then you you all sing. We all sing songs, and it's great. We write. Okay, so we choreograph. Yeah, there's choreography. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a different color, and you play yes. a character. But let's before we get into all this. Oh, okay. Let's go way back. Let's, Whoa. Let's figure it. Let's figure this all out. Whoa, let's figure out time. where did My what's Mandy's? Whoa! Like, how, how did this happen? Oh, I don't know. 
So, where were you born? I was born down in Portland, Indiana. Mm. I grew up on a farm. Uh, I took dance, and I was in choir. I did all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I did as not, a child. As a child. I as never, a baby? Um, as a baby, I ate a lot of dirt. On stage? No, no, just in the just in the farmyard, with <laughs> the farmyard with the dogs. We played. I was an only child. Okay, it explains a lot. Was it really like? Where, did you grow up in a little farm yeah. farmy area? Oh yeah, I grew up on a town of about five thousand people. Uh-huh. Was it um, a small school? Uh, the whole county went to the same high school, mm. and I probably graduated with about two hundred people. Okay. So very small, very small community. What were you Farm in, and factory. And town. so, what were your interests when you were in high school? I did musical theater and dance. Mm. I always played the comedic relief. Mm. Even in dance. Oh, even in dance too. Yeah. What there kind of musical a, theater did you do? A classic. I did anything from. Give us some example of roles. Um. Oh golly, I did Guys and Dolls. I did Nonsense Two. I did City of Angels. Um, what else? Did I Tell do? me something Anything I heard goes. of. Tell me something I heard of. Okay. Anything, Anything goes. goes. <laughs> um, Oliver. Oliver. Who did you play in Oliver? That was actually my very first role I ever did when I was in high school. Was, did you I was read a that I'll do anything? Did you sing that I'll do anything song? I don't know. I, I was a milkmaid. Oh, you were like the chorus kind of? Yeah, because yeah, it was like a fresh. I was a freshman in high school. Um, I just watched Oliver. The, the movie musical from uh, 1969. Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic film. It is. It's weird. There's some weird stuff in there. It's been a long time, but I remember it being weird. It's good. Like when I watched it when I was younger. It's good, though. Watch it again. Oh. It'll bring back memories. I don't know if I want those memories. Oh, yeah. Can I? You want them. Oh. You want them. Okay. Okay, so yeah, right. high school... High school, and then I didn't really want to go to college. No, who does? I didn't want to learn anymore. I just wanted to do theater. So oh. I went to college for one year. and As what? Just like a general as major? A, no, I went as a theater major. Okay. Theater major, and that's when I, Where I was that? played. Uh, I was in, down at Indiana State University. ISU. ISU, the town, Terre Haute. I'm convinced is still made out of shit. That's what it smells what? like. It's made of. It smells. Is it cattle? cattle no, country? I think there's a factory and they a shit make factory. No, you think it's a shit factory, but it's not. It's like it's not make... factory. No, it's a snot. It's not a snot factory. It's a fart factory. Fart factory. Fart factory. Why would they manufacture that? Because it's Terre Haute, Indiana, and they ain't got the smarts. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're not real smart. Down Fair there. enough. They're they're real weird. If any listeners yeah. are from wherever you just said, <laughs> Terre Haute, what the Haute, There might be the some Haute's. If you have a rebuttal and you would like to defend your uh, homeland and talk <laughs> about the colloquialisms, uh, oh, oh, or the like food <laughs> that you can get there and only there. Is there any food that you could only get oh. there? Well, there's food you can only get in Portland. Like, there are things that I grew up with. There's like Pizza what? King Pizza. What's Pizza King Pizza? Pizza Tell me King, about it, because I like pizza. King, oh, it's awesome. I'm pizza King it. Pizza is, like, a chain that's only in that area. Uh-huh. And it's thin crust pizza, and they have, like, just a regular tomato, you know, sauce. But uh-huh. then they mince all of their ingredients. 
Hmm. And real, that is interesting. It's really freaking good. It's like just when you thought you've heard about everything you could do on a pizza, somebody out there is like. No, in St. Louis, they got this special cheese you can't get anywhere else called Prevel. Oh, yeah. Like, I had that. Oh, no. Uh, where I'm from, they have pizza, but like the sauce is in a swirl on top of the cheese. Or, hey, where I'm from, they have pizza, but they mince all the ingredients. And I, I that is fast. that's fascinating. I want to mince my ingredients now. Well, when I go home next time, I will bring you back a frozen pizza. Pizza King pizza. You can get them frozen? You sure can. <sighs> I can't wait till you go away. I and do then it. Come back. I, I, I love doing it. I love doing it. Oh, this is exciting. I always bring. This is why I do the podcast. <laughs> Maybe you should do a podcast about food instead. Well, in the song at the beginning, it says that I could talk about food. Well, it does. I, I can talk about food for days. Oh, now they we don't have, have that, that kind of time. Uh, I know. I could. I'd be here till one thirty if that was the case. <laughs> Now they also we also have what you call uh, Made Right sandwiches. Mm. Made Right is this little hole in the wall place. It's in Ohio because our farm is real close to the Ohio border, uh-huh. and it's called Made Right. And they're loose meat sandwiches. They steam the like the ground what beef. What is a loose? I know. Meat? Aren't all it's, sandwiches have? It's ground beef that you don't make into a patty. It's oh. just it stays ground okay. beef, but they steam it with like a. Like a mustard and beer mixture. Hmm. It's effing awesome. Interesting. Yeah, I don't it's really, really care good. for mustard personally. I hate but... mustard. Oh. I hate it. Whoa, but you a... can't taste it in that. It just yeah. you can get it People on the sandwich, but I but I get cheese on it. I just get oh, a yeah. slice of cheese on that sandwich, and you eat like four of them. You don't go there what? and just get two. They're small. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not real. I mean, they're not White Castle small. Oh. I mean, you're shoveling a lot of food down your fat throat when you eat them. Okay. But it's worth it. And then you just get some Seifert's potato chips. and Seifert's. Is that another? That's a local. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another potato chip only made down there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds great. Oh, I, now your hometown yeah. sounds no, just fantastic. We've got great food. Okay. Real good food. So, but you, so you went to school for a year. I went to year, school for a year. Doing theater. And I hated it. And you hated well, it because why? Well, I hated school. I loved doing the theater. I did a real weird show called Voitsek. And I went to some, I don't know, it was just a weird show I did. Um, traveled with that one up to, I don't know, some festival that was up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, and, or a contest. It was like some kind of contest. We were picked to compete with it in some theater, Midwest Theater Festival. Mm-hmm. And then I did Guys Got and Dolls. Got a taste of life on the road. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Drink vodka in my... Hotel room with, with the other yeah, with the other age. Oh, we were rebels. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Guy and then guys and dolls. And then guys and dolls. It was Adelaide and guys and dolls. There ain't nothing like a dame. Nothing like Is it. That, that's from that, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing in the world. Nothing in the world. Okay. And then I did not go back after that year, and then I moved. But why to didn't Muncie. you go? Because you just didn't like. I hated college. Muncie. And then I moved Muncie. to Muncie. And then I moved to Muncie. Muncie, Indiana. like in the Hudsucker proxy? Go. Eagle. Eagle? Is it Eagle? Have you not seen the Hudsucker proxy? I haven't seen that movie. And she's from Muncie. She's a Muncie girl. Oh, all right. Well, Boston University, that's. Boston, Muncie is like the big town next to Portland. It's like 45 minutes away from Portland. Okay. So I moved there. I lived there for a year. And why'd you move there? Um. 
because when I moved back from college, I lived at home for like a month and a half, and I didn't want to be that kid that mm. just lived with its parents. You weren't a kid anymore. You were drinking vodka. Okay. And hot damn. <laughs> okay. Hot damn. Hot damn. What's that? Hot damn. It's like a it's like a cinnamon liqueur. Oh. Did you remember that? Oh, no. I wasn't drinking that. I took that back. I was drinking Aftershock. Oh. It was in a square bottle. And after yeah. you drank it, you broke it, and you sucked the liquor out of the crystals that were at the bottom of it. What? Yeah, I was a real big alcoholic. Wow. We got drunk in my parents' barn a lot. Are you over that, though? <laughs> well, when you go back to the farm, you, sometimes you got to sit out there and have a couple. Yeah. But you're not sucking the drops off of the crystals. <gasps> no, not so much anymore. That's, that's a sign. No, that's a... Yeah, that would that would probably be bad. Yeah. That'd probably okay, be bad. Okay, so... So I lived at home for a month and a half, and a couple of my friends got... They got jobs at um, group homes. So I worked group homes for the mentally disabled. Hmm. So I got a job uh, they working. Them group homes? Group homes. Why uh-huh. that? They're like regular homes that a company, like a company will buy, like, say, 10 homes and people. Like on a row? No. No, okay. they'll be spread out throughout the city. Mm-hmm. And you'll have so many, like, clients living in this, in this home. And. Like, my job was to help people train to eventually, like, live on their own. Mm-hmm. So some of them, like, some of the houses were, you know, adults. And then some of them were purely children. Um, so they broke them up. One house, it was just all men. It just depends on, like, where they fe- felt like the person would, you know, thrive yeah. in. Yeah. Um, it was a really cool job. So you started doing that. So I did that. And then I worked. I did shows in the theater there on Muncie. Just like community theater? Just like community theater, that type of thing. And was then, that fun? Oh, yeah. That was a lot yeah. of fun. A lot of fun. Met a lot of awesome people. And then I auditioned like the following January for summer stock and just jobs, for theater jobs. Mm-hmm. And I then went with a children's theater there in Indianapolis. And I toured with them to different schools then for a year. So I auditioned for them in January, moved to Indianapolis, I think, in like in August, and then started touring with them in September. And then when I was done doing that, when I was coming to the end of that, I knew that I didn't want to stay there. I knew I wanted to move. You to, didn't want to live in Indianapolis anymore? No, yeah, because I knew I didn't want to stay just doing like musical theater. And I was either going to do children's theater or musical theater there. And I just didn't want to do that. Like, mm-hmm. I thought, ah, this is done. Because that's what's there or because? Yeah. Okay. That's what's there. That's, I mean, that's what people do down there. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of dinner theater, that type of thing, and classic theater, classic musical theater. So I told my bosses at the theater, I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to renew. I'm going to, you know, I, I want to do something else. So they actually recommended that I move to Chicago and go to Second City. And why did they do that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, I am. I mean, had you done, like, had you ever done sketch or improv? I I didn't even know what it was. I knew I loved. They saw something in you that they thought you should do comedy theater. Yeah. So, yeah. They, um, yeah. So they kind of. And I thought, well, that sounds pretty cool. And then when I told my mom, I said, well, they said something about Second City. She goes, oh, yeah, Second City. That's great. And I thought, oh, Did all right. Did your mom have a background my, in, in theater or anything? Well, yeah, she had a background in theater. She did <clears throat> opera in high school and then a little in college. 
Um, and then, <clears throat> but she stopped doing it because she got married to my dad when she was 20. Mm. So she stopped I met doing your mom it. recently. She's a lovely woman, Miss Diane yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, you met my mom at my birthday. Yeah, you had a birthday good. recently. Happy birthday. Oh, someone else had a happy birthday That's recently, true. too. It's true. It uh, was me. Uh-oh. Uh, who was it? It was me. Who's that? <laughs> Which, who are you? Kendall. Uh, Kendall what? Kendall the birthday boy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He is. Everybody wish him a happy birthday. I think I've had enough of that. All right. <laughs> All right. They all said happy birthday. All right. <laughs> how many uh, how many people told you happy birthday on Facebook? Oh, my God. Like so many. I don't even know. It's an interesting phenomenon. It's really weird. I'll tell you. I, I think I got like, you know, 60 people said happy birthday on my Facebook wall. I got, a, I think, two phone calls. How many phone it's calls? the new way people communicate. It totally is. I got about... Uh, I got like ten phone. I got like ten phone calls. I mean, I guess you know. But when you average it out, it's yeah. definitely well, what I want. Not, not that it's not that it birthday is really that important, or that you like need some sort of special recognition or anything. It's just interesting how uh, you know the way people communicate. It's totally is. There are people on Facebook that I would never say happy birthday to unless I mean I, that. You know, that, that's otherwise. how I knew. That's how I knew that MySpace was dead. <laughs> because there was a year on my birthday where suddenly, I, I got no MySpace birthday wishes and oh. all Facebook, and I was like, "Oh, time to close down the MySpace page." Uh oh. I still have a MySpace page. <laughs> I just don't ever go to no, it. I do too. There's probably millions of them. <laughs> Why? It seems like we should, maybe we should just delete all that stuff. Well, yeah. I, don't I want. Know. It's I sort just... of uh, at this point. It's sort of like an artifact from a, you know, it's like all the people that threw away their somethings. It's like dirty to me. It's dirty. I'm like these are all the dirty friends that I just said yes to. <laughs> the dirty friends. <laughs> these are all the people I really didn't want to be friends with, and but now, I just said yes. Now with the Facebook, you're now I'm more choosy. You're choosy. Yeah, I totally am. Okay. If I don't remember who that person is, I don't. I don't say yes. Okay. Like, why am I gonna say yes? That's a good. I don't remember who you are. Why do I care what you do? It's a good way to think. It's a good, a good one. I know. So I'm sorry. Where, where were we? we? You were you were given. Your mother was oh. told you Second City. Yes. Yes. So my mom always had a background in it. Her and I actually did our very first uh, musical together. Oh really? When what I was, was a freshman in high school, um, it was Anything Goes. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. What about your father? Was he interested in this stuff? No, or? not at all. No, he just supports. We always joke that my dad would coon hat. My mom takes dance lessons. Mm-hmm. So never she, they don't ever switch roles in those things. No, not at all. Okay. My mom hates hunting. Mm-hmm. My dad doesn't coon hunt as much, but he still deer hunts. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Would he coon hunt and then you eat raccoon? No, 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 no. I don't no. get it. No, no, no. No, you don't want the coons around your farm because then they eat your oh, corn. So it's more like to protect the crops and stuff. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So what do you it's do like, with a coon after you done hunted it? Done. I don't really don't know. Don't ask. Yeah, I don't want to really you, know. I don't no. know. I mean, deer hunts. We eat the deer. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, why wouldn't I mean, you? I mean, that's good. Yeah. But you don't want to eat coon meat. 
No. I mean, I guess some people do. Oh, yeah. Hill womps do. <laughs> Hill womp. <laughs> you know, people that live. That's in, that colloquialism the... <laughs> I was talking about. <laughs> you know, like people that live like back in the woods and places that you don't ever want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Like people ever, that you see in those scary movies, like the hills have eyes. And did shit. you ever have a scary experience with hill wampers? Um, well, I'll tell you a creepy thing I saw when I was on tour once. I'll never forget <clears throat> where I'm from. I'm central eastern Indiana, but the further south you go, like after you hit Indianapolis, you start going further south. It can get real weird. You mm-hmm. have people down there that are weird. And we were on our way to a school in southern Indiana. And we're driving along in this van, and I'm sitting up in the passenger seat, and I'm just looking out the window, and I see, as we pass this shack of a house, a little girl in the front, like in the front lawn, on her swing set. Now, on one end, she's swinging. She's swinging by herself. On the other end, there's a gutted deer hanging and bleeding out. Wow. <laughs> Just hanging off the it's swing another set. Another day on the swing set. Another, yeah. And when we got to that school, it was like everybody had screwed their cousin, their brothers, their sisters, their no, grandma, grandpa. I mean, grandpas. you're speculating. I'm speculating, but those kids were jacked up looking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> like usually, you know, in, like in my class, you had a couple of kids where you're like, oh, what happened? Yeah. But down there, it was like, what happened to this entire school? <laughs> they all have the same dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so, so anyway, <laughs> you escaped the hill womp, people. Anyway, so that was pretty creepy, but no, not really. I mean, there were just... There were people in town that you just didn't associate yourself with. Mm-hmm. You know, there were people that would go to the bar, the the pits. Did you get around a lot, like, out of the... Did you travel and stuff when you were growing up other than with the touring productions that you were doing? Like, um... When Have you ever with, been to the big in, city and stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean... I've been to Chicago a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I mean, I and I had traveled around. Like my parents, we we'd always go to Michigan every year. We had a we have a cottage so up there. Yeah, we go like to the very northern part of Michigan, and we have a, a summer home up like there. Like Traverse so City, or like all the way up north. Well, a little further north than Traverse, like around yeah. Petoskey. Okay. A little further north of Petoskey. Okay. A little town called Lansing. So we'd always do that. Um, we do that every summer. Excuse me. I tried to travel a little bit. Like I gone on a cruise when I was like eighteen, stuff like that. But um, it wasn't until I got a little older that I started traveling. I guess more. Because mm-hmm. um, after I moved, after I moved here, I waited a year and then I went to Second City, and then that's when the first Cupid show was holding auditions. And Brian Posen, I had had him like for I had gone into a second city class to make up a class and he was a teacher and then after that we had ran into each other at second city and he asked me to audition for this new project that he was doing and i was like oh all right sounds cool and so i auditioned and got in and and that was cupid players and that was cupid players okay so when why did it take you a year to to take well when i got up here i was 
still trying to, you know, I didn't quite, I was trying to kind of get my bearings as to what I was doing exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to get like a job going and making a living. Because I first moved here, I lived in Evanston. Here? I had one friend here, and at the time he was planning his wedding, so he was never even around. Mm-hmm. So, no. <laughs> I always say I knew about half a person <laughs> when I moved up here. So you moved up here, but you didn't know anybody except for half a person. Brain and yeah. your goal, though, was to go to Second City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And had you, like, after it had been introduced to you as a concept, did you then, like, read up on it or, like, know about it? Or was it still kind of just, like... Not too, too much. Not too, too much. Um, I got up here, and my main focus was to get a job. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. I had no job when I moved here. And then once I did get a job, what I was, was temping. Oh, I was filing uh. for $6.50 an hour. What? <laughs> I was so poor. Yeah. <laughs> so I had no friends. So I, <laughs> so I didn't really do a whole lot. Um, <laughs> so I ended up, I auditioned for a musical, Bye Bye Birdie. And it was up in Libertyville. And it was probably like one of the worst productions I've ever been in. <laughs> I did this show. And I remember we didn't even run through the show till opening night. Ooh. Well, I mean, <laughs> if not then, when? What? What's a better time? <laughs> <laughs> it's it fresh. In a, it's fresh in the mind. It's fresh. It's, it's spontaneous theater. Mm. So I did, and honestly, like, it just, like, burned me out for a little bit, where I was like, what am I doing? Like, what am I, okay, what am I, I got to focus, I need to figure out what the hell I'm doing. So I done that, and then for about four months, I didn't do anything. Um, I had met a couple of girls, just, I'd always go to this restaurant by myself, Flat Top Grill in Evanston. Mm, I had Flat Top for dinner before, uh, before the show. I had flat top tonight myself. What? 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 This episode sponsored by Flat Top Grill. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Make your own meal. Hello, you can make it low calorie and still taste delicious. Yes. Oh, I love that bread. I don't understand oh, roti or whatever it's called. I didn't get the bread. I don't understand what it is. It's not nan because they call it no, nan or non or it's roti. Non. Roti. R o t i. R o t i. But it's not like Indian. No. Roti. It's like. I don't know. It's I, magical. It's magical. It's like 500 calories for like one of those. What? Days. I ate yeah. two of them. Yeah. That's <laughs> oh no, why I'm going to die. <laughs> You're going to get fat overnight. Uh, oh. Okay. So anyway, flat Anyways, top. I didn't have the bread. You would go to flat I, top. I would go to flat top. I got to know this girl that was a hostess there. And her and I became friends. And then one of her friends was friends with this other girl annie mm-hmm. and her and i got to be even better friends a little networking networking she was getting ready to graduate from northwestern so she graduated northwestern and then we moved into the city together uh, so she's like way in yeah so we moved into the city a year and then after you're like it's time now i'm here uh-huh. and i got I, a job and and i had a good job i was working you know it was a really good job i had and i could afford to get a second city and mom was like do it just go ahead and just do it now get what does it co- like what's the class cost at second city oh this is a long time ago it was for 8 weeks and i think 
eight weeks was like a th- like three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Is that like once or twice a week or something? It's once a week. Once a week. Once a week for eight weeks. And how long are the classes? Were eight, they back then anyway? Eight weeks. No, I mean how long was each class? Oh, like three hours, four mm-hmm. hours. And this was like an intro to improv class, basically. Yeah, like you, I did the whole introduction, A through E, and then you auditioned to get into a conservatory. So mm-hmm. I did conservatory. Okay, did, so back up a little bit. Yeah. When you first did Second City, like uh-huh. at that point, um, did I mean, what was your like awareness of sketch or improv? What was? Well, I had done more research on it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I still didn't really know what sketch was, but I knew what improv was. And how did you know what improv was? I just read about it. You just read about it. I just read like, about it. I mean, did you have a frame of reference from like, Whose line is it anyway, or something like that? I mean, did you know, like, had you no. seen people do improv? No. It was just kind of like I hadn't something seen you had heard about. I just heard about it. And then, I mean, were you like a person that liked Saturday Night Live, wanted to be on Saturday Night Live kind of person? Or I think, was yeah. That... Well, and then, because you read about, like, Second City, and, like, you read about then SNL and how it all mm-hmm. got started and all that. Yeah. So... I kind of understood what sketch was, but everybody's dream first go to, you know, second city when you're, you know, how old was I? Oh, 22. I thought, Oh yeah, I'm, I want to go to SNL, you know? Okay. So that, I mean, that was like the goal and now, and did you feel like that was a realistic goal or was that kind of like, I'm just going to try this and see what happens. I or guess try and see like, what happens. Like okay. I've just, that's kind of how I've always been. Uh-huh. Like, oh, let's try this. Let's see where it goes. Okay, so you take you a know? class, and what and and what was it like? I loved it. I loved it. Why did you love it? I just loved the whole rush of it. I had a great class. We all got along really well. Do you I met who your first teacher was? It was Jonathan Pitts. Does Jonathan Pitts still teach there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He still teaches there, and then he runs the Chicago Improv Festival also. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So... For people that, uh, you know, so like Second City, from what I understand, I haven't taken any classes there, but Mm -hmm. from what I understand, they sort of teach improv as a way to then write sketch. Right. And develop sketch. Yes, eventually. Right. Like A through E, I don't think we, I don't remember totally, but I don't think that we wrote anything. A through E. Mm -hmm. I don't think. I think it was all improv, mm-hmm. like all different kinds of improv games. And because you always did shows, I think starting in level B. Where maybe, would you do shows during, when you would do that? There at Second City. They would have them. Um, I think we'd always, what would we do? We'd either do them in Donnie's Skybox or we, oh, where are we doing it in the main stage, which I know they still do that. Mm-hmm. Do it on, like on a main stage, like on a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And I think they started doing it either maybe on your B or C level. And when you would do those shows, would people come that were like just just friends or would it be people like tourists and stuff who were like, just want to go to the show and then that's the show that's happening? No, no, not really. They knew it wasn't like on the ticket sales weren't like advertised to those people. No, 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 no. Yeah, because these are just just student shows. So when you're doing that, then did you feel like, oh, this is. Did it feel like big to you? At it the just, time? I don't know. It just felt right. It just felt it just like, felt well, natural. yeah, like I was doing what I should be doing. 
Yeah, I just really liked doing it. So uh-huh. then I did it more. I went, then went to the Annoyance Theater mm-hmm. and went over there. And then I started doing... <clears throat> and then I trained with Steven Ivich, which he was like a... He's a teacher of just like regular theater. Mm-hmm. And his program was a 40-week long program that you met. 40. 40, yeah. He met three times a week. And so I studied with him. Sounds intense. It was intense. It was awesome. That sounds, that's 120 meetings. Meetings? Meetings. 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 Um, yeah. It was very intense. So I learned more scene work and like how to do that. And, and what made you decide to do that? Um, how did I hear about him? What made you decide to do it? To go to him? Because I really hadn't had a lot of, like, formal training, really. Mm. I didn't take any kind of classes other than uh, what I did in college. And then did you feel like that was holding you back? Like, did you see other people that you were taking classes with that did have that background and made you think, oh, I need some of that, too? Or what made you feel like you needed it? I don't know. I just felt like I wanted it so I could be more well-rounded. So I could see, excuse me, what else is out there? Um, just, yeah, curiosity. And, and do whatever. you think it did, like, inform your Help? comedic stuff? Uh, yeah. It opened up a, like, I don't know, it just opened up my eyes as to what else was out there and, I don't know, different ways to uh, to look, just to look at the theater world in general, really, when it came to either scripts or, you know, different ways to... Uh, focus in on something. I don't know. He, he helped, I guess, me, um, I guess, kind of develop and to kind of always keep myself open to, like, whatever comes to you. Whatever comes to you, fly with it and hit it in whatever way it comes to you. I don't know. Um, but it was good training. I never really thought too much about it other than, yeah. I felt like I had learned a lot. And what made you decide to do like annoyance after you'd been doing a bunch of Second City classes? Because I knew that Second City had its style, annoyance had its style, and uh, IO had its style. Um, unfortunately, with IO, I only went, I think I went two, I went two levels with IO. And after that, I was still doing annoyance, still doing Stephen Ivich, and then I got into conservatory. Second City Conservatory? Yeah. And I didn't want to... I, I just... There was too much going on. Mm-hmm. And I only had like one level to go for the annoyance. And I was right in Snimac, kind of smack dab in the middle of Steven Ivich. And I was also doing Cupid at that point. So it was just like too much. So I decided to drop IL. Okay. So what what is the conservatory? Explain that. Well... That is where you start to focus more on writing. Um, like one and one A, it's kind of, almost to me, it was kind of like a, a review of improv and how to, you know, find scenes within it. And then you had to audition again to get into level two. Then after level, whoop, yeah. I hit that thing. Okay. I hit it hard. Okay. Um, and then after level two, I remember like one of the shows we did. All archival. So kind of like what you saw tonight on the Torco, those are kind of the scenes that we were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Like for a 
for a conservatory show uh, to kind of get just to have us see like how sketch was being written. Mm-hmm. And then I, so it's two through f- two, three and four. Yeah. Two, three and four that then three and four you're writing, you're writing your own stuff at that point then. And did you, did you enjoy writing? I did. I enjoy performing more than I enjoy writing. Okay. So then Cupid happened kind of during all this other stuff. Yeah. Cupid kind of happened. So in, Brian like, saw you in a second city thing or did he teach? Yeah. I hopped into a class cause I had missed one of my classes. So when you miss a class, you can always okay. hop in to another so was he teaching to make up. Mm-hmm. He was and, teaching and he liked what he saw and he said you should. I guess. Yeah. Hmm. So he, and I don't know how I, I I must have told him that I'd done musical theater because I don't know how he knew I sang, Mm. but he first somehow he knew I sang. So what was your audition? Like (laughs) my audition, (laughs) I think I might've been still drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my audition was on a Sunday morning at like nine 45 and I had to sing. Where at? <laughs> uh, at Donnie Skybox. And I didn't have music with me. Because he said, don't bring music, just sing something. I said, oh, okay. So I sang a Bette Midler song. Uh, you got to have friends. And, yeah. And I knew, like, when I auditioned for Cupid, I was temping at the time. I had, I had just quit a corporate job. And I had gone to temping, and I was temping for Northwestern University's Human Resources Department. And I auditioned, and it was like a week and a half before I heard anything. And I just like had this feeling in my stomach. I was like, God, I just, I really, this, I really felt something. Like I, I don't know. There was just something about it. And when I called from my desk to listen to my voicemail because I had no cell phone, of course, at the time. Uh, to listen to my voicemail on our answering machine. What year was this? Uh, what was it? Jeez. Was it? Well, he's been together 10 years. So I guess it was back in 2000. So it was right at the beginning. Right, right yeah. Right when Cupid was being formed. Yeah, because, okay, Mark. Was it April? It might have been April. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we don't have to figure out the day. But, well, anyway, but roughly, it's been it was like it was April. Like 10 years ago. Yeah, ten years ago, and I remember getting that message of Posen saying, "Hey, I'd really like for you to be a part of this, um, be a part of this new be a part of this new musical sketch show." I remember getting off that thought. I thought this is something. Like I just knew it. I, I it was this weird, weird feeling. I just mm. knew it. And now, was some of that because of the people involved, or just no, like? Because at that point, all you'd done is audition, and you just had a feeling. Yeah, I just had a feeling. I just, I didn't, because I didn't even know anybody that auditioned. Because uh-huh. um, that's, it was in that show then, that that's how Jill and I met. Jill Valentine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, explain what Cupid Players is, was and is. Well, at first, we really didn't know. We kind of sat around, it, it seemed, for a couple of weeks and just looked at each other. And then... Posen came up with the idea of writing a musical sketch show that followed the pattern of relationships. So the whole show would start where a person is being alone, 
to when they find somebody, to when they're in the honeymoon phase, to when the relationship starts to end, and then they're back to being alone again. So he said, guys, start writing in these different forms of thought. Like, you think about yourself being alone. How does that make you feel? You write a song about it. So we each, like, <clears throat> he told us different ways to, like, how we should start thinking of ideas and how to start writing these songs. None of us had, I mean, I had never written a freaking song in my life. Like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, and he picked, like, what was going to be in the writing order. And it just ended up being, like, a really big success. I think we were, I think we got extended by two or three weeks on our first run. Mm -hmm. And we just kept selling out. And so then he was like, let's do another one. So we did another Cupid show. Um, and then we did our third show. Then there were there are all three, our first three shows were at Second City's Donnie's Skybox. And then I think it was after the third show then that we went off and started doing shows in other theaters. Um, and after it was after the third show that he was like, "All right, who here would want this to be a company?" So. And so I, you've been part so, yeah. of it from the very beginning, and. Mm -hmm. It's still, it's at I.O. now, right? Yeah, we're still at I.O. We've been at I.O. for seven years now. Every Saturday at 10.30. Every Saturday at 10.30. Yeah. And so do you ever miss one or is it like? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you take off shows and stuff. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I've, I mean. Every I've... Saturday for the last seven. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and how many different like shows total I mean, not many performances, but like it, it, it's a different show, like like you new songs and stuff. Well, like, typically we write a new show every year and we perform it at the Chicago Sketch Comedy Fest mm -hmm. uh, that our Lucabra Productions produces. Mm -hmm. um, so we write a new show for that festival. We only do that show two times. And then we'll take numbers out of that show. Two times at the festival. At the festival. That's it. We don't run it anywhere else for any amount of time. And then we'll take numbers then from that show and see what fits into the Saturday best of show. So the Saturday show is, is the best of. The... Now, are some of those show songs in the Saturday show like from 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. A couple. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Some of them or 10 years old. Some are only a couple years old. Um, some of them have been in that, in that show, that IO, that IO show particularly for seven years. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like the audience definitely has favorites. So you keep them in, mm -hmm. you know, so you don't want to take them out. Do but, you allow repeat mm -hmm. customers? I, customers. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's half and half. I think, I mean, it's amazing. Like we, like if we don't sell out, we come close to it every Saturday night. Yeah, it's great. You know, so I think part of it is is just like word of mouth. Do you word have an example of like one of uh, a song that's like your your uh, one of the main players? And a lot like, of them are very like like everybody in the company is singing. But do you have any oh, that are like you're the highlight? Yeah. The lead? Oh. Yeah, like a lot of the times, like, you know, it's like you have like a cohort or something. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, a lot a of our stuff is ensemble. My my favorite, 
Um, what do I like doing? Jill and I do a number called uh, That Girl's Anthem. Uh, Jill wrote the song. It's um, a song about two women, and we're singing about how we're always struggling to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the and, end, and we get we get to shove donuts down a thin girl's mouth, Ashley Bush. And why? And why <laughs> do you? Is that one your favorite? It's just it's just very it's fun to do. Mm-hmm. I think because it comes from truth. <laughs> There's a lot of truth in it, um, so that's what makes it even more fun. Um, there are definitely songs that have not that don't go into that Saturday night's running order. Um, because some songs that you relate to the most, you know, some, the crowd just doesn't get, it's a younger crowd. A lot of the times it comes to that show and it's like, it's interesting to see how when 10 years ago, when we first started writing these songs and what we're writing about now, like 10 years ago, we were writing songs about how we were getting drunk all the time and, you know, drunk screwing everybody in the neighborhood. Now we're singing about how we want to have, you know, sex with our husbands and have babies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just. Yeah. Because it's a lot, a lot of the same people still. Yeah. I mean, there have been people who have come and gone, I'm assuming, over the 10 year period. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of like the same core people. It's a lot, and it's a yes. large like group. Right. I like mean, there's ten people um, or how many, I think there's ten of us ensemble, and then we have a couple of understudies too. Uh-huh. So but, for when you want to go on vacation. Okay. <laughs> okay. So at that, so you started doing Cupid, mm-hmm. but that was ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So let's get caught up to now. Right. Um, we're running out of time, so we have to. We, I guess we're gonna have to. Let's button. It's so this. hard. It's hard to like. I want to know everything, but then I have had a life, Kendall. Kendall, okay. my God, I've had a life. So what else was happening during that ten, that ten year period? Ten years. A lot of it. I mean, a lot of it was Cupid that I was doing. Mm-hmm. I did. I did a lot of crap. <laughs> and you were were you consistently like taking classes and stuff during that time? Um, probably like the first. I don't know, five years or so I was. And then I would do other shows throughout, you know, throughout, like just straight plays. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing like huge, nothing huge, just so, shows here and there with different theaters. When you're doing all that Second City stuff, there's sort of like a hierarchy of like group, like people there, right? Uh-huh. Like there's the main stage. Right. That's like considered. That's the ultimate, right? Right. That's like your big. That's the big deal at and then, Second City. And then there's like touring company. There's like ETC. What else? ETC. They do theatricals where like you can go out and you know go to Carissa Barreca. She was with them doing a show out in Arizona for yeah. a couple of weeks. Who is also in? Who's also in Broadway and, and in Cuba? Okay. And so there's all these different kind of like groups and they sort of to get into those is it through the training program and stuff and that or do they have separate auditions or is it a combination Uh, of those two things well i think i think they require that you had gone through their program Mm -hmm. to audition for that stuff so would were you auditioning for those things no because you said earlier they're like oh they wouldn't have but like did you try to do that stuff no i never really did i i just I don't know. It wasn't totally, that wasn't just my focus, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. 
I've always been like, oh, yeah, I love theater. I love really being involved in it. But then I, I don't know, I kind of knew, like, I wanted to do other things, too. Like, I, a couple of years ago, I decided to go to massage therapy school. So I went to massage therapy school and did that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love doing that, too. So I love doing that, and I also love doing theater. So it's kind of like, that's my perfect like world. Like finding a balance. Right, exactly. Um, the Copper Productions, uh, Cupid now has a home, Stage 773. Um, that is our, that's our theater where we uh, eventually will strictly perform at. Um, probably not for a while, but... Um, you know, and I work there part time too. So I get to be around like all these wonderful theater people. And then I have my massage, you know, therapy people too. Mm -hmm. So it's not like for me personally, I guess like it just never was like, Oh, I'm totally going to do this full time hardcore. Right. I don't know. I always kind of felt like there was something else. And then when I decided to finally go pursue massage therapy, I was like, yeah, this is it. So, but I'll always be involved in theater somehow. Right. You know, when I don't want to wear a corset and panties on stage anymore, I'm <laughs> you still, might. You know, I'm gonna. I want to do other things. You know, I always joke I'm gonna. You know, be a drag show manager. You know. <laughs> okay, so off off Broadway. It's awesome. Off off Broadway is uh, you're in with Jill mm-hmm. Valentine who's also from Cupid Players. Yes. You met her at Cupid Players. Yes. And then there's also Mary Spray. Who's our very talented. Cassio. And then there's um, Liz, Mith- Liz M- MacArthur, who's, who's been on, on this here podcast. Um, there is Landry. Landry Fleming. She's a newer member. She's our newest member, yes. There's uh, Carissa, who sometimes... Uh-huh. She's although she's busy sometimes with other things, right? Well, she's this is her first show, like new show with us. I think in about a year. And she's a half. been gone for a while, but she's mm-hmm. in this new show. Okay, yep. great. And uh, then there's Kelly Bolton. Kelly Bolton is who's our... been on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I'll get all of you. Still need to get Jill and Mary and Landry in here, but it'll happen. Oh, we'll get them on here. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, uh, how did that start? Well, what? Because even though I, we Kelly were... and Liz have been on, and I know we've talked about Off Off Broadway, I don't know if I've ever, ever really gotten a straight answer about the genesis of the, the group. How it all formed? Or at least not from your perspective. Well, I guess from my perspective, um, I was at bar with, uh, with the girls, because... Jill had directed, uh, you know, Liz and Kelly, um, and then that's how I started. Liz and to get Kelly to... and Rob in one, two, three. Right, Liz and Kelly and Rob in one, two, three, and so that's how I was starting to get to kind of know Liz and Liz and Kelly, um, from you know, going to rehearsals and partying with them afterwards and that type of stuff. So just kind of running around together, and then, um, Liz and I don't know, we were all out, and Liz and Jill were like, "Hey, what if?" We have this idea, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds flipping awesome," and um, and Liz was like, "Mary, you know, I really did not know Mary barely at all, um, and other than going to her house and being drunk, 
<laughs> for different parties. But uh, she said, well, Mary, you know, she's classically trained. She can do her music. And it was like, oh, that's perfect. Um, and then we were putting the show together, and it was like, oh, well, Kelly Bolton, she'd be the, like a perfect, um, like an MC type person to come in and help, you know, help the show move along uh, even at a better pace. Yeah. So it just kind of, I, Carissa, then we asked Carissa to, do, you know, it's like, hey, let's, why not her too? Cause she's, you know, she was in Cupid. So we knew she could sing, dance, and uh, she's funny. So, yeah. And then, uh, what was the attraction to this particular, like, burlesque thing? I think it was just like, it wasn't being done. And it was, burlesque was getting so big. Like, there were so many different groups doing it. It was getting to be really popular. And I thought, well, something's getting popular. There's something, there's got to be something that, you know, you, you can put ske- the sketch flair into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Cupid players. It's like, well, there's all these sketches. They're all straight. You can see 25 different groups, and they're all doing, you know, talk, talk, talk. But none of them do all sing, sing, sing. So, so was did you have then, any reservations about, like, doing another singing group? Or no. did you just love doing that? No, not at all. Not at all. And it, it just seemed, yeah, it just... It, it seemed, it seemed the right thing to do. I remember us all talking about like how much we were going to take off and what we were like, what we would show. And at one point, I was like, "Well, maybe I'll show my butt cheeks." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, if if I have to, <laughs> I don't know. We were just didn't know like what we were doing. We were like, "Okay, um, it'd be fun to each of us have a character, a distinct character that's a little bit of all of us, you know. So you yeah. have a character. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Ricky Diculus. Ricky Diculus. She is probably the most whacked out one of all of them. She always she always wants dick and she never gets it. What? She's very desperate. She's desperate so for dick. She's desperate for dick. About anything that'll touch her for the most part. Mm-hmm. She just wants to be touched. Mm-hmm. And probably a little bit more, too. That's a little scary. And she loves to eat a lot of ham. Ham? She loves ham. Hmm. She loves ham. And this all comes across on stage. At, oh, yes. I know. Oh, yes, it I does. Know. Oh, yes, it Oh, it does. Yes. Um. Yeah, I guess, like, when we were... I don't... So we, I remember us sitting around like, oh, we should have like these parody type names, you know, so they should describe who you are. So Ricky Diculous. <laughs> and when you got here for this podcast, I don't think you really knew what you were signing up for. Not, not at all. And actually. You... I barely know. I don't even know how I'm going to listen to this, to be quite we'll honest. We'll figure out a way. Okay. All right. <laughs> Do... <laughs> not a clue. No. I don't get it. Do you have a computer? I do have a computer. Do you use iTunes? <clears throat> do you? you don't, no? No. You have, do you have the internet? I don't have the internet right now, but <laughs> I will once I move May 1st. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll, I'll burn it to a CD for you. I know CDs. I have a player in my car. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get you. We'll get What's it an you. iPad? Is it like we an iPass? No, we don't. You don't need an iPad. iPass? That's that's for the when you drive on the toll road. RTD two. That's a 
android from Star Wars. Uh. <clears throat> All right. So, anyways, I don't even know what ridiculous. I'm doing. I don't even know what I'm doing. Ridiculous. So you thought maybe you were going to do this in character. I totally thought I was going to do it in character. So how would that have gone? Let's pretend here. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy who's like, all right, now perform. But you were going to do it anyway. So here we I go. I was. Hi. Hi. With me uh, today is Ricky Diculous. Ricky, are you... Don't be shy. What? Don't be shy. I'm not. I'm just finishing my ham. You brought ham? I didn't even notice. I was really hungry. Is it? I don't see ham. Do you want some? No, I... You want some of my ham? No, I already... Come here, Kendall. I try not to eat after Come here. midnight. I'm like a gremlin. <laughs> you sound like a gremlin. Do you know where you are? That's very flattering, but I, I mean, I have a girlfriend. Sorry. Hot. Hot. Can do you want to ride my hot horse? Okay. You want to, you want to create stuff our dreams together? Uh, Kendall. <laughs> yes. Ride my hot horse. I don't really want to ride. Ride my hot horse. I don't, I don't want to ride your Ride horse. it real hard. Get, right. up, get up here. <laughs> what? Get up, get up here. What do you mean get up here? Come on. Like, are you a horse? Trying to show you the way. Sing me a song. Could you do that? Oh, I'll sing. <laughs> how far do you How far you want to take this? <laughs> you have to come to the show. Okay. I'll dance on your lap. Okay. What? I but, dance right on it, Ricky. Right on, Ricky. It. If you can focus, huh? You sing. Uh, you sing a song. Uh, in the show, yes. You, I'm not going to ask you to sing it now, but what is it called? Discreet. Discreet? Mm-hmm. And what's it about? How I can always be your lover and be real discreet about it. That's that's what it's about? Can yes. you give us a sample lyric? I'll be discreet. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll have Mandy back now. Well, hi, that was Kendall. Quite, uh, How's it quite going? Quite the experience, experiment. What's going on? What the hell are we doing? We're doing a what podcast. Is this? What's We're this thing in front of my face? It's the pop filter for the microphone. So. It smells like cam for some reason. Yes. Ricky Dickulous was just explaining about a discreet song. Oh. Tell me about that. Well, um, Jill Valentine wrote the song for me. She is an excellent writer. Mm-hmm. And she definitely gets how Ricky Dickulous is. It's about how Ricky, how she has found a man that she is definitely in love with, but unfortunately he's married Mm. and she's pretty much trying to figure out a way to let this guy know that she'll be discreet in every discreet way possible. Of course, Mm -hmm. she's very discreet naturally. Yes. Obviously. Okay. Sounds like a fun Mm. song. Is that a new one? That's a, it's, that's a yeah, brand well, yeah, new one? Yeah, it's all brand that's new. That's going to be for the panties? Every, every number in this show is brand new. What was, uh, like in the previous show, what mm-hmm. was the Ricky Dickulous song? What, did, what song did I I think did. you did it at uh, Smush recently. Am I wrong? I, well, yeah. It, you know, sometimes we, we've written a lot of shows. 
So sometimes it just depends on what number we do. Um, there's a song I call um, how I oh it's called In a Box, and it's about how Ricky figures out through the interwebs uh-huh. um, that there are men in Russia that want brides. Uh-huh. So she ships herself away in a box mm-hmm. to go find her future husband. Mm-hmm. Um, in her in our Halloween show, she sings about. How she's a lady of the night. Is, also, always trying yeah. to find. Well, she's always trying to find a man. Yeah, is pretty much what she's. That's her goal. That and him. Now, is this show misogynistic? No, it's very smart. Smart. It's very smart. It's very okay. smart and sharp. That's why it's like awesome to work with all these women. Do you ever women. get people who think it's going to be more burlesque than it is? Like, I don't think get so. that it's like a comment. On that? Yeah, well, I think people sometimes don't, they don't know what burlesque is, I don't think it sometimes. Or sketch comedy. Right. (laughs) They don't get, like, they don't, like, they think sketch comedy is improv, and they think burlesque is stripping, but they're very different. I mean, so they think they're seeing stripping improv. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Which yeah. some people have I think they you know, they bless I mean, their that hearts. Could be interesting. They think that we're that smart <laughs> and that clever for an hour where we everything is off the top of our heads. For some reason I <laughs> feel like if hearts. there was a uh strip improv show that it might it might yeah. not be the top of their game it, improv or strip. <laughs> 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 I don't know though. I mean, I, uh, prove me wrong, somebody. Uh, <laughs> I, I bet I could definitely prove, prove you wrong. <laughs> uh, even when it is scripted, I still screw it up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So you're in two sketch groups. Yeah. Um, but do you miss doing improv? Do you still do improv sometimes? Or no, I don't. No, not so much. I like the written rehearsing. Writing, rehearsing it, mm-hmm. getting it down, and then playing I mean, around do, with it, and you, then play around with it. You definitely have fun with it, and like there are moments. I mean, I've seen you guys perform many times, and there's definitely like mm-hmm. parts where you kind of improvise each night, like a certain oh, yeah. line, or mm-hmm. you know, there's things you customize. <laughs> and oh yeah, a little fresh. Well, and we're all we're all so close. We're all, and that's I think the reason that we work really well together. You are. Oh, why it's so much fun. You are a very physical performer <laughs> yes. in that uh, <clears throat> you just really use your body, like body language. You use your face a lot. Mm-hmm. You contort your face a lot on stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. What inspired you to perform that way? I Was think- it a natural thing or did, did it come out of some training? No, that was a natural thing. Because I, even like when I was a kid and I started off doing just dance, I started dancing when I was seven or eight and you, I could see like, like watching like recite, like old recital tapes. I was always very, very facial, even when I was just a dancer and I, I'm just like that naturally. And mm-hmm. so it comes out even more on stage. This is actually very funny. I, I did. I hope. It's very, it's very fun. Set I did a, a uh, I did summer stock when I was eighteen years old, and I just played a couple of bit parts, and they said, "Hey, we'd love for you to come back." Um, after you, it was after it was the summer before I started 
college. They were like, we'd love for you to come back after, you know, done with your year of college. I said, oh, okay, and do summer stock. Sounds great. So, Joy Louder, she's, I, I don't even know where she is at now. She's probably dead because she was real fat. She was the if leader. If you're out there, let us know. You're safe. <laughs> uh, she was the head of this little small summer stock company in Hagerstown, Indiana. And I hadn't heard anything from her. And finally, I got a hold of her. I said, hey, now, you know, what's going on with this? Because I hadn't auditioned for anything else for the summer after I was done. Because I thought, oh, I already have, I already have a job. This is why I started learning what hard knocks it was in the theater world. Um, and she said, uh, well, Mandy, I wanted to let you know that we're not going to hire you on for the summer because there were people last year uh, that were asking if you were retarded <laughs> because of the facial expressions that you made on stage. And I just don't want people thinking that about you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Come to find out, I go and see a show down there, and it's some girl that's, you know, that was doing the parts that I was supposed to be doing. It was a board member's daughter. Could barely sing. This little scrawny girl that just was just horrible. Like, just horrible. I mean, so what do you think about that You know, and comment, I thought, though. okay, huh? I mean, how do you, like, process that comment? It's hilarious. Like, who the hell says that to somebody? Um, you look retarded on stage. Oh. Oh, I lost my... Oh, I remember losing my shit in my so mom and dad's kitchen. Did that At the make time, you self-conscious about... What you were doing? Then? No, <laughs> not at all. I was like, "What? Are you kidding me? I'm retorted. I don't know." <laughs> so, whatever. I I guess like it never. It was just like whatever. People say things. Mm-hmm. I knew that people in you know in theater they say crap that all the time. It's BS. It's BS half the time. You know so. Why even let it affect me? I was just like, what? I was mad at her um, because I I hadn't auditioned for anything else. You know, and I was like, what the hell? You know, but ended up fine. You know what I mean? But it all ended up the way it was supposed to happen. I, you know, definitely think. But yeah. Having done musical comedy theater... Mm-hmm. For the last 10, 11, 12 years, whatever. Mm-hmm. How has it changed your life, like in a positive way? Oh. What do you get out of it? Um, well, I love making people laugh. Like, that's always been like, and it, it's a great high to like have like such, it's a great energy to feel, um, what you feel with like your fellow actors on stage too, you know, that's, I think that's one of the reasons like the broads group and Cupid, like Cupid's like a family. Cupid is like my family that, you know, I've had for, you know, 10 years, um, for most of my time in Chicago. Um, broads are like, those are my girl, like those are some of my, you know, closest girlfriends. And to be able to share such an experience is really, really cool. 
Um, everybody supports each other and wants everybody to succeed. And I think it's really amazing. Like when I was in school for massage therapy, it was extremely hard. Like I was, you know, I was in school. I was working full time, school full time, doing Cupid and then also doing the broads. I started basically doing the broads and starting school about all at the same time. So I'm trying to like, you know, help this group succeed and then also trying to like make this career succeed too. And there were nights where, you know, I wouldn't get out of school to 10 o'clock at night. And those girls would be like, it doesn't matter. We'll meet you at 1030 at night and we'll have a rehearsal from 1030 to 1 in the morning. Because we all, we care about each other and we care about the product and we want it to be freaking awesome. And when you get a dynamic like that, you really appreciate it. Because I've done enough shit shows to realize it's rare. And I've seen enough shit shows to know that person doesn't give two shits what's going on and that person doesn't either. And it's very apparent. And so when you just, I'm so lucky. Like, I'm really lucky. (laughs) Because, you know, there's people out there that they maybe wouldn't have had the faith in me that, you know, uh, that these girls do. So, and they, they push and encourage and it's, It's really incredible that it works so well. So, yeah, that's definitely how it's helped me. I mean, it's, you know, I, I love performing, but I love working with these people in general because they're good women. They're awesome, incredible women. So, yeah, that's what I have to say. Well, that's great. Sorry. (laughs) I can't say enough about them. Yeah. Well, Mandy, thank you for coming and talking with me. Thank you for having me, Kendall. Bruns. <laughs> Bruns, yes. <laughs> um, I hope all these people want to come see Off Off Bridesway Presents. We change our panties <laughs> at stage 773. Starting 8 April 28th. April 28th and running May until- 19th. May 19th at Stage 773. You can go to stage773.com mm-hmm. to get tickets. Mm-hmm. Or at or, least find out where to get them. Well, or, or you buy our, them at the, at you the door. At unless the, it sells out. At, well, it might sell out. You don't know. You might want to go to our website, too. Which is? Off off Broadsway with a Z. Yes. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Hot photos of hot ladies. And where you guys were just filming something, weren't you? you yes. something going on? Yeah, I don't. Their promo, their promos. I don't know. You can't tell. What I can't okay. tell. Uh, Be on the lookout for see. something. They're gonna just have to see what's Broads going are on. on Twitter too, probably right. We're on Twitter, I, we're gonna be on some of these uh, ticket. Uh, oh, what do you call it? Like discount ticket. Oh, okay. A Groupon uh, type thing. That kind of stuff. Nick? You don't know. We I, don't know. I just don't look know. around. Keep your ear to the ground. What do I do? What do I do? I need to know what the hell this thing is. What is this again in my front of my face? Microphone. And also you can be seen in Cupid Players on Thursday. No. Saturday. Sorry. Saturday Saturday nights. Saturdays at 1030. 1030. Improv Olympic. Improv Olympic. Or IO. Or IO. It's IO. IO. It's IO. It's IO. And Don't get me started. 
yeah. So awesome, cool stuff. People should awesome. go see a show called Change Your Panties. Shows. Who change doesn't want panties? Who, Who doesn't want to change your panties? Come on. Or at least hear songs about change what happens when you do. Uh, if you would like to listen to more Let's Get Serious episodes, you can find them on iTunes. Search for Let's Get Serious or search hey. under podcasts or search for Kendall Bruns. You can go to kendallbruns.com. That's K-E-N-D-A-L-L-B-R-U-N-S.com. I usually post show notes. So if we talked about something and you were like, what were they talking about? What was that? Uh, cool pizza that they were saying. There'll probably be a link in there. A little info. Go find out. Leave comments. Send questions for other people or me. It'll be awesome. I'm on Facebook. There's a Facebook page for Let's Get Serious. You can go on there. Whoa. Yeah, there's all kinds. Get get involved. Talk to me. Get down with it. You know, if you're in a sketch group or doing something cool or band or whatever in Chicago, passing through, let Woo. me know. We'll get it together. Oh, wow. We'll talk to... about it. Let's talk about oh, it. Oh, I enjoy talking. Yeah. Oh. All right. Thank you again, Mandy. I like Thank to give you. the guest the last word so or words, oh. statement, something like that. So, big pressure, make it memorable and exciting, and go. It is called Off Off Broadway Presents. We changed our panties. Come see it.